This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, y'all, and welcome to Horsin' Around. Saddle up and get ready to have a darn tootin', gallopin' good time as we trot out the show that's your ultimate horse sorts, of course. Find out how to use good old horse sense when it comes to breeding, feeding, training, and explaining. From practical tips on caring for your horse's health to advice on how to buy horse supplies, including bridles, halters, saddles, and more. So get ready to start horsing around with your host, horse expert and award-winning rider, Audrey Pavia. Howdy, Audrey. Welcome to Horsing Around on PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This week, we're going to talk about something very special, horses and spirituality. Anyone who spends time with horses knows that they have a magic to them. They touch us deep in our hearts, they teach us, they inspire us, and they give us love. Today we're going to talk to Liz Mitten-Ryan and Victoria Havercroft, two women who have immersed themselves in the magic that is the horse. Liz is the author of One with the Herd, a book about her spiritual journey with horses. Victoria is a healer who lives at Liz's Gateway 2 Ranch in British Columbia and gives workshops on changing your life through horses. We'll talk to Liz and Victoria right after these messages. Why the long face? I reckon Horsin' Around will be back in the saddle right after we round up a few words from our sponsors. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com We know you're chomping at the bit to hear more horsing around. Well, we're back on the trail. So park yourself over yonder and set a spell. You ain't heard nothing yet. Welcome back to Horsing Around. I'm your host, Audrey Pavia, and today we are talking to Liz Mitten-Ryan and Victoria Havercroft about the spiritual magic of the horse. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks, Audrey. Hi. Hi. Liz, I want to start out by first asking you to tell us about Gateway 2 Ranch and how you came to write your book, One with the Herd. Well, um, I, I do tell the story at length in the first book, and it's, it's all about my husband and I. Um, you know, we were very set, happily settled in our little community on the coast, and I, I guess, um, ventured into a woman's group. And we were reading a book called Your Heart's Desire by Sonia Choquette. And it just became really apparent to me when I looked at my life and I thought, you know, if, if money wasn't an object, if I could do whatever I wanted, if I could just have my heart's desire, that I wanted something more than what I had. And, and where I lived, I, you know, I was very happy in my community with my family and friends and our careers. And, but the minute I started to contemplate you know, the possibility that I could have it all, it's like my life turned around. And I talk about this a lot in the book about manifestation and how when we hold something so clearly and then let it go and trust 
that it's going to unfold, how amazingly quickly things happen. So, so what happened was we were going on holiday and we came up and we found this 320-acre ranch, which was absolutely breathtaking. And I thought, oh, my God, my horses could run like a wild herd. This would be, you know, the opportunity to have all this freedom. And we were miles from, you know, any people surrounded by a great big cattle ranch. So the moment, you know, I saw it and I identified it, it's like everything um, came into place to make it happen. And we actually wound up putting a house for sale. A couple came in, bought the house, a huge big family home. We raised six kids there. We had our office. We had barn. We had a barn help house. Single couple came in and bought it. And the closing date on the contract was my birthday. And you got to sort of look at these things and go, oh, my goodness, this is meant to be. So following all these signs and whatever, we wound up selling the house very quickly, moving up here onto raw land and living in a wall tent for three months. And that was the biggest gift because I brought my herd up, I let them go, I had my dogs and my cats and myself most of the time because my husband was racing back and forth trying to put our lives together. And I spent all this unstructured time with my herd, walking the land, following them, getting to understand their language, and just really connecting. And that was the start of the books because, you know, all that information that I gained and that connection that I gained um, became the first book. And uh, I was starting to communicate with the horses, and the horses were, were just telling me some amazing things. What are some of the things you learned, some of the first things you learned? I guess the, the, the biggest things that, that I think the horses have to teach us is to, number one, to be in our truth. And they gave me a phrase which they call e-truth, um, equine truth, but it's like, e, like email truth. Um, it is absolute truth from its inception at the thought level to its reverberation in every fiber of our being. And that is sort of what natural horsemanship is about. It's learning that body language, learning to hold your focus, to have that focus so clearly in your mind that the horse is literally reading your thoughts and that focus is reverberating in, in your body language. And so that's a very important thing that horses have to teach us. And the other is to listen to our intuition because they are very instinctual. They are so connected on that higher level. And when we spend time in their company, we start to resonate at their vibration and we start to connect on a higher level. And when we actually allow that to unfold in our lives and listen to our intuitive prompts, miracles happen. Was there anything you can give us as an example of how this played out for you? Well, how it played out for me was it totally turned my life around. When I left um, our little community, I was an artist. I was a very well-known artist. I painted, you know, lots of wildlife art and had a very lucrative career. I moved up here in the middle of nowhere. My art career virtually dried up. (laughs) Uh, My poor husband was racing back and forth supporting us. But I felt so guided and so directed to do it that I trusted that instinct, that intuition above and beyond whatever was appearing in my life. 
And as it turned out, my art career sort of, I do it occasionally now, but it, it led into writing these books. And over three years, I've written four books, co-authored them with the animals, and not only my horses, but my dogs and cats and my little steer. Everybody is feeding into these books because obviously that is the path I'm being led down now. I, I volunteered, you know, for the mission of, you know, not my will, but a higher will being, you know, done through me. And the moment I volunteered, it was like, all right, don't worry anymore. I, you know, it was no longer my concern. And Victoria actually has, has an amazing story to tell about that too because she also surrendered when she came to the ranch. Actually, the way Victoria got to the ranch was um, I had a lot of emails from people having read the books saying, can we come and visit? And uh, a fellow, an English fellow, contacted me and said, can I come over? I want to come for 10 days. I have to meet your horses. And he was a teacher, and he was looking for, you know, sort of a formula for alternative education. And he thought the horses could, could help him. So he came and spent 10 days, read all the books, left saying, oh, my God, I, my entire life has changed, and went back to England and ran into Victoria at a Christopher Howard seminar and said to Victoria, if you, want, if you have anything to do with horses, you've got to go there. So I get a second email from Victoria saying, can I come? And I said, well, of course, if you have to, come. And she's still here. She, she was coming for, for six weeks, and uh, that was back in August. And we don't really know exactly where it's going, except it's taking on its own life. So I should probably let Victoria tell her side of this story now. Yes, Victoria, tell us, tell us what happened when you went to the ranch. Um, wow. Well, it was just an absolutely incredible experience. I grew up with a, a similar uh, life story that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, uh, growing up with the messages of, you know, work hard at school, get good grades, get a good job, be normal, fit in, settle down, get married, you know, that kind of programming that society um, teaches us that we think we should be. But ever since I can remember, I've always known there's something more. And if anybody ever asked me, well, what do you want? What would you want to do? If money was no object, if, if um, time was no problem, if you could go do, be anything you want, what do you want? And I kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But what I do know is I want to find the secret of being happy. It's something beyond all of this. It's something beyond the material world. It's something beyond what we think. It's, it was just a good feeling that there was something way more out there. And... Um, Basically, like Liz said, I, I met David literally out of the blue and it, it was a whole sequence of events that I let go of worrying about what I was going to do in my future. At the time, I was um, doing very well as a senior civil engineer working on building sites and it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, although I enjoyed it. And, but I kept panicking because I kept thinking, what do I want to do? Well, you know, if someone could just tell me in five years' time what it's going to look like, where I'm going to be living, what career, so I could start working towards it. But I had no idea. And I learned to just let go of that and go, right, enough is enough. I don't know what I'm looking for, but right now I'm going to do whatever it takes to find it. And literally, David popped up. I handed him a business card with a picture of a horse on it. And he said, wow, do you love horses? I said, David, if I can find in my life something that makes me feel the way I feel when I'm around horses, that freedom, that connection, that 
the the adrenaline, the enjoyment, the love and the excitement, everything rolled into one and I know that I'm I'm on the right path. And he just said, you've got to go to Canada. So feeling rather confident at the Chris Howard seminar, <laughs> I, I emailed Liz straight away, said, can I come? She said, yep. So jumped on a plane, thought, right, off I'm going. Don't really know why, but, you know, I'm, this is it. I'm on my mission. And when I got here, the the ranch is just incredible because first and foremost, it's, um, it separates you from the rat race, from the from the mass mind consciousness. So it gives you an opportunity to actually experience the silence. So you can first of all get rid of all the noise, all the messages of you should do this, you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, watching the news and things like things that um, influence you from from an external perspective. So that was incredible for a start. And then I started to realize that the energy of the land and the energy of the horses was just magical. It was as if I'd literally stepped onto a little piece of heaven. It, it was just as if it was completely detached from everything that I've ever known. So literally just being here was like it did all the hard work for me in terms of it got me to where I needed to be um, in, in a space of um, away from the noise, away from all the negativity. So I could just go, wow, okay, so who am I? Who is Victoria? What is this all about? And it was as if once you lift all the negative programming and, and all the clutter that you've collected and you just stop for a second and you just hang out on the land and with the horses, you just suddenly have this amazing experience and you, you begin to see what it is you're looking for. But you don't see it intellectually. So all the stuff I'd read in the books and, you know, you read The Secret and you read The Law of Attraction and you go, yep, yep, I get it, I get it, I get it, but it's kind of not working for me. You start to see, you start to see beyond the intellect and it settles in in a deeper, a deeper level in your being of it just is. You know, can't describe it because I can't describe it in words, but I just know and I feel it. And it, like Liz says again, it was that moment of surrender when I just got to a point where I went, you know what, just show me, just show me what it is, let me feel what it is because, you know, when people talk about allowing and you think that you are, you think you're letting go but it's your mind telling you that you have and the, fact, the sheer fact that your mind is telling you you have, you haven't because your mind is still involved. It's, it's when you get to that point where you really do surrender and allow and it was like, it was literally like the blinkers were removed and I had a glimpse of how incredible this universe is and how we are all connected and the one consciousness in life and that nothing happens by coincidence and that we really are powerful creators and we can create our heart's desire by changing the way we think and the way we feel and just living in love and trusting and having faith. So what is it about horses that helps bring that to someone? How did they help bring that to you? I think first of all, um, what I actually realized first of all was that I'd loved horses ever since I was a little girl. And coming here, it made me realize that it, they, were, they were guiding me. Because the sheer fact that I never would have come to this ranch if I didn't have horse skills. So the horses were actually guiding me. They were actually teaching me and guiding me. And they, they were subtly sort of nudging me back onto the right track from time to time in my life. So they, they basically got me to where I needed to be without me even realizing that. So I didn't even see that it was way beyond, you know, just the, the physical um, sort of habit, having a horse and riding. It was, it was way more than that. It was like they were grooming me and preparing me for something else, and they were like gently nudging me on my way. And then 
I mean, being around them, just the energy of them, just just watching them, the way that they operate, you know, they don't have the ego, they live in the present, they live in the moment, so there's a lot of things we can learn in that respect. But one of the biggest things they taught me is this focus, this e-truth. And it's about, when you talk about the secret and the law of attraction, that we attract our thoughts. So, you know, people go, okay, I'm going to attract a million pounds or a million dollars. So they think, yep, I'm thinking about a million pounds, I'm going to attract a million pounds. But the reality is, somewhere deep inside their subconscious that they're not aware of, there's probably messages and, and, and beliefs and meanings and feelings that goes something like, I'm not worthy, I'll never get a million pounds, it won't really happen because, you know, that, that would be crazy, you know, a million pounds isn't going to drop out the sky, or, and people get caught up in the how, like, how am I going to get a million pounds? And so all this other stuff's going on, and that's why that, that negates the original thought of, I'm going to manifest a million pounds. And that's what the horses teach us. If, we, if we're thinking, I'm not afraid of you, I'm going to walk through this paddock, because obviously, you know, we have, we have our fears, we have all of these things going on subconsciously. They will show you what you're really thinking, even if you're not aware of it. So if I walk to the gate and I go, right, guys, you're in my way. I really need you to move out of the way. I'm walking through this gate. And I think that I'm being really confident. But if there's part of me going, wow, but there's like six of them and they're way bigger than me. And they're not really going to move out of the way unless I kind of go get a halter and move them out of the way. You know, they're not just going to really move out of the way just by my thought alone, my power of thought, then they'll just kind of stand there and look at me and I'll go, oh, right, yep, okay, <laughs> so check that out, well, what thought, what thought what I, was I really thinking right then, you know, what, what was really going on deep down inside of me, so they're helping me to unravel all these negative programs that are inside and then get rid of them because I don't need them. I don't, I don't need to walk around going, well, I'm not really worthy or that's not really going to happen and, and live in this um, limited way, you know, now I can start getting rid of all of that programming and going, nope, I'm walking through that gate, guys. And they go, no problem, you know, how far, how quick, they jump out the way and I walk through. So all the time they're mirroring what we're really thinking and feeling in our subconscious that we're not really aware of. So it's like, it's like they help train us become more aware and practice um, you know, practice what we preach. It's literally practicing um, that to, that our thoughts are all congruent. That's it's Maybe you that's could incredible. Tell them a couple of your horse stories. Uh, Victoria's got a couple of great horse stories because when she got here, the horses all began to talk to her. And wow. these horses are very different than your average horse because I've birthed them. They've been my children since the day they hit the earth, and I treat them like. Humans. I talk to them. I talk to them with body language, with thoughts, with gestures. I'll just take a look at them across the paddock and say, you know, Epona, gesture with my finger, point to the gate, and she knows exactly what I mean. So Victoria came in not realizing that these horses were a little different, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they started coaching her and saying, listen to us, Victoria, we have a lot to teach you. And she was kind of aghast, you know, when they'd walk up to her and say, trust us. We're going we're gonna to show you something. She'd be like, oh, no, I'm not sure you are. I think you're going to, you know, take advantage yeah. of me. Right. So anyway, tell, tell her your story, Victoria. Well, uh, let's take a break first, and when we come okay. back, we'll have Victoria tell us those stories. We'll be right back. Why the long face? I reckon horsing around will be back in the saddle right after we round up a few words from our sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> 
Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're chomping at the bit to hear more horsing around. Well, we're back on the trail. So park yourself over yonder and set a spell. You ain't heard nothing yet. Welcome back to Horsing Around. I'm your host, Audrey Pavia, and today we're talking to Liz Mitten Ryan and Victoria Havercroft about the spiritual magic of a horse. Uh, Victoria, tell us um, some horse stories. Yes, wow. The, the absolute most exciting one I will remember for the rest of my life was literally the day after I had this amazing experience and I started to realize that, you know, we are these incredible, uh, powerful manifestors and we really can create a, a wonderful um, life of our heart's desires. So I come to the paddock and I'm just helping um, around the paddock and taking care of the daily tasks and chores around the barn and stuff. And... Um, we have quite a large gate and there's kind of 13 big guys here and two ponies and every now and again if you're not paying attention you know <laughs> a few of them are going to get out when you're not watching and, and it's kind of a game for them as well because they like to come out into the special space and hang out in the hay barn and, and eat the fresh hay and sort of help themselves to it like a free buffet and uh, I turned my back for a second and all the horses are running around the yard, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, here we go. So I'm trying to round them all up and get them back in through the gate, of course trying not to get them back in without more coming back out, and it was a, a bit of a circus for a little while there. And for sure, the little yearling, he was the last one, and he's running around the yard going, you can't catch me, no, 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 no. And I'm standing there thinking, okay, now what am I going to do? And I literally just stood there for a second, and I think it was a sheer moment of... Um, how many times in our life do we stand there and go, why? You know, why me? Why? It's like we're playing the victim. Why me? I've got, you know, this pony running around the paddock and I can't get him in. Why me? This is just my luck. Well, I'm going to have a bad day now. And, uh, and then it does. It just gets worse because we're manifesting those thoughts. And I think for a second I kind of just gave up and just was like totally surrendered to the whole situation. Went, okay, life's happening perfectly. What am I going to do now? So I actually asked the question and empowered myself and went, what shall I do? And I heard this voice in my head go, let me out and I'll go get him. And I stood there and I went, what was that? Where did that come from? And I spun around and I see a pony's mum eyeballing me, square on. And she's just looking at me going, yeah, you heard me right. Let me out and I'll go get him. And I'm thinking, first of all, am I going nuts here? Am I going absolutely bonkers? Did I really just hear that in my head? Second of all, I'm thinking, is she trying to trick me? Does she just want me to let her out so she can escape and she can run around and she can go in the hay barn and cause chaos as well? So I'm just thinking, oh, well, what have I got to lose? So I fling the gate open, of course, risking more horses uh, 
setting themselves free and escaping into the yard. And um, she just trotted straight past me, straight up to Pashar, rounded him up, bit him on his backside, come on, mister, follow me, trotted back in. Pashar followed, um, perfectly behind, closed the gate, and I just stood there going, wow, did anyone see that? I, I really wish there was a hidden camera here somewhere. I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. And I stood there going, thanks, opponent. And she's like, nah, no worries. I was like, I'll go get you an apple. She's like, it's no big deal anytime. <laughs> I was just absolutely gobsmacked. It was so I amazing. I take it that was your first experience with animal communication? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So, I mean, up until this point, I'd been a traditional English rider. Um, I show jumped and evented. And, I mean, we all think we're communicating with our animals to a certain degree because we have this wonderful bond. But to actually hear it in my head, um, you know, Epona clearly saying to me, let me out and I'll go get him. I was just absolutely blown away. It's incredible. So do you have another story? I know Liz said you had uh, quite a few of these. Well, yeah, I mean, they, um, since then the trees talk to me, so it's not just the horses. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't know you awesome I didn't know there was a such thing as tree awesome communication. Sorry? I said I didn't know there was a such thing as tree communication. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I've obviously opened up a channel and, you know, everybody's talking to me now. But, yeah, I mean, on a regular basis, we, um, you know, we communicate in our mind to the horses and we'll play little games just to test ourselves because it's all about testing that we're focusing clearly because we might still be thinking in our mind again, you know, like by the law of attraction, we think in our mind, okay, I'm going to communicate to this horse and this horse is going to hear me and it's going to do what I say just by the power of thought. But then deep inside somewhere there might be a thought saying, oh, well, it's not really going to happen. You know, that would be crazy. So it's, it's all a case of practicing it. And they're, you know, they're just ready and waiting for us to really get in tune and really do it. And I was walking home one day across the property and the whole herd was out grazing. And these guys are quite used to having treats and they're quite used to, you know, coming up and, and being very friendly. And so and often, of course, you can't just give one treat without, you know, giving them all a treat because then you just end up getting flattened. <laughs> so so I had, I'm, I'm eating this apple and I think, okay, well, I'm really sorry, guys. I haven't got enough to go around, but I've got this apple core. And so I say in my mind, okay, Epona, Epona, if you can hear me now, don't make a sound, don't make it obvious. But just walk across quietly to me from, you know, across the other side of the, of the track and just quietly walk up to me and take the apple core without anybody realizing and then just walk away quietly and then just carry on eating. So, <laughs> so basically, you know, come get the apple core, but don't draw attention because I'm really sorry I haven't gotten up for the other guys and we could end up with them all chasing me home. And so, yeah, I literally continued walking along quietly in my mind, opponent, the apple core's here focusing on the apple core, and she just literally looks up, looks directly at me, kind of looks to the left, looks to the right, and walks straight over to me, sneakily takes this apple core, and just keeps on walking. And I was just like, this is brilliant, what else can I do? <laughs> and I go running home, and I'm Liz, Liz, you'll never guess what just happened. But yeah, we, we do it all the time, you know, we can, we've got some tires down in the playground and we'll kind of sit up here in, in the house that overlooks the paddock and the barn and, and we'll, we'll kind of go, okay, Epona, um, coming out in a minute. Um, so if you want to go down to the playground, we'll, we'll bring some treats. There's treats in it. Um, I'll go get the treats and put them in my pocket and you meet me by the gate. And you can see them. They literally, their ears will twitch and they'll suddenly turn their ears to tune into you. Um, and lo and behold, by the time you get there, that particular horse is waiting by the gate. That's incredible. 
Now, tell me what you do at Gateway 2. I know you guys give workshops. Um, people can come up there and spend time. Tell me how that works. Yeah, wow. This is the really exciting part because up until I came here, I'd done a number of um, Christopher Howard seminars, which are all sort of NLP-based, uh, self-empowerment kind of workshops. Um, and I'd also done a few retreats in India and things like that. And having been here, the thing that is so incredible here, like I say, it's a combination of being away from this negative um, influence. So, I mean, that's if, if you're trying to do um, inner work, but you're doing it where you're having to go to work each day and you're having to get on the bus and you're constantly getting bombarded by negative messages and your colleagues saying, oh, I had a terrible day today. And before you know it, you're kind of going, yeah, isn't the weather terrible? And it's all terrible. And so the wonderful thing here is that first and foremost, we're away from all of that. So we can give people the opportunity to actually rest in in the isness, just in their you know actually in in their own being in the moment and actually experience who they are and then combine that with literally the energy of the land is so powerful and the horse's energy as well is so powerful and they've got so much to mirror to us like i say in recognizing um through the dynamics of what's happening with the interaction between us and the herd they can teach us a lot about ourselves. And there's so many wonderful things we can do as well because we can teach people to, to communicate with them through journaling, through, through thinking in their minds. So there's all these wonderful exercises that we've got planned with the horses, with the land, so that people can have this incredible experience where, first of all, they can actually have that time out to recognize who they are and go, okay, who am I? And then second of all, they can start practicing to get rid of all the negative programming. So it's like it does take a certain amount of discipline, and we can teach them the skills to recognize all the the limiting programming, all the negative beliefs, and basically get rid of them. Because the the beauty of the mind is it's so powerful. If we want to do this, we can change it instantaneously and permanently. And then we can have all these wonderful experiences with the animals, with the lands, where what we're actually giving them is that real experience. So we're going to anchor in for them an actual moment in time where they've got a point in their lifetime where they can, you know, no matter how much they get back into the rat race and, and, you know, like I say, their colleagues going, oh, and the weather's terrible and this is awful and this, they can actually go, whoa, hang on a second, I know what's real now because they can rewind to this, this moment here on the ranch where they experience it with their heart. So beyond all the, the mind's chatter, where the mind will try and pull you back into what you know, it's like, this, it's, it's like as humans we tend to stick to what we know, even if it's miserable, because we get so used to what, what we're used to. But what we want to do is give people this wonderful experience where they can reflect and go, no, I know beyond all shadow of a doubt in my heart that there's something beyond all of this mass mind consciousness, all of this programming, and it's all about this one consciousness. And once you've connected on that level, once you've felt it, once you've experienced it, and once you know beyond all shadow of a doubt that you are responsible for your life experience, that you can change it at any point in time, and you can create a life that is filled with love, joy, wonder, harmony, and all the fabulous things that are about being human as well, um, and just have it all, um, then literally their lives will be changed forever. And then we want those people to go back out into the world, and it's like creating a little ripple effect. It's, as Prima said, and Liz can 
tell me the exact quote. Prima quoted, we can change the world one mind at a time. And that's what I realized when I came here. I want to help people and I want to give people a wonderful experience. But the one mind I have to change is my own. And as I change my own and I do my own inner work and then I share that with people and then they share that experience, it's like a chain reaction. And that's how we're going to change the world, by people having positive experiences, not by fighting against the negative ones, which is just facilitating the negative ones to continue existing. It's to focus on the wonder and actually experience it at that, at that deeper level, which people don't get to do. People can do the surface work, like sticking a plaster on it, but they generally don't get to have this incredible experience, which really is a once-in-a-lifetime there's nothing like it. So that is exactly what we're offering here at the workshops in the summer. Um, and it's going to be intimate groups, so it's going to be quite exclusive. They're, it, they, they're really going to get the whole work. They're going to get all the inner work, the mind work, the experience, the experience with the horses. So we want to give people an incredible experience where they will be offered all of the mind work and the inner work and they will be supported and guided to find their own limiting beliefs and they will be given the tools to break through them. And the most exciting part is they then will experience, they will have this incredible experience of the one consciousness, the one connection, and be connected to the all. So really, if people want to go and check out the website on www.lizmittenryan.com and check out the YouTube videos, you'll be able to see um, the kind of things we get up to out here and the fun we have. And there's a whole load of information on there about the workshops. And if they have any more questions, feel free to um, ask us any more on those. Okay, great. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. I could talk about this with you guys all day long. <laughs> Thank you both for being my guests. And also, I want to remind everybody to please check out Liz's book, One with the Herd. Uh, funds raised from the book are being donated to equine welfare groups throughout North America, and it's a great book. So if you want to find out more about Gateway 2 Ranch and the work that Liz and Victoria are doing, you can go to our episode notes page, and we will have a link as well as a bio and photos there, so you can find out more about it. So if you have any questions or comments about horsing around, please email me at audrey at petliferadio.com. Until next time, happy trails. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 